Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome again to another podcast episode of Talk Architecture with your host, Naziati Muhammad Yaqub. Today, we shall be starting a new series on unconditionally loving yourself, relating to both the self, the personal self, and the architect self. I'd like to read out some excerpts from my journal with regard to this topic. I would like to ask you the question, could you stand or sit in front of a mirror and look at yourself and admire that person in the mirror and loving that person despite all the flaws that person has, which is you? Looking at the mirror is a test of how much you love yourself when you think of the things you had done. Being honest with yourself and not going to shoot your own self down or be critical of your imperfections and mistakes, can you learn from this and move on? It is not an easy thing to do to unconditionally loving yourself, to be honest. In the first place, you need to actually come to the point where you're actually thinking about this, that this is an important thing to do. There could be other stuff that you need need to do before you arrive at this point. And if you're not interested in this topic, you could probably give up on this topic now. Because why? What's wrong with conditional loving? Well, I mean, you know, there could be a lot of things that goes through your mind that feels that this topic is not for you. But for those who want to read on, just to be, you know, you're curious about this, please do follow this and make sense of it, if you would, if you could. Unconditionally loving yourself is not an impossible thing to do like all potential things in life. It feels like a huge task and you don't know where to start, but I remember that I had to do it to get better. Apart from taking more care and understanding of the hurt and pain that I have gone through, I started to soothe myself as music was the way to relate to a point where I felt happiest and contented. You see, you have had different versions of yourself, different versions of ourselves when we were younger, for example. Why do we listen to some music when we are sad or depressed or when we want to connect with a certain memory, to be in touch with a feeling? Maybe we miss someone, so we um, listen to that song again and again. But it is melancholic and sad, and why do we do that? Why can't we listen to a song that would trigger a happy memory? Wouldn't that be good for us now? Could music get us to get out of the stupor or the situation where we are depressed. So music, specifically a certain song that you like, you listen to in the past, can transport you to a place where you can feel at peace 
or in harmony with yourself or make you have a sense of purpose again. It also depends on the situation you're in, the physical, emotional, social, cultural, and ideological milieu that you are in. We are always in some sort of milieu. And that's the best way to actually explain it. It could be a cultural one or a social one. And it is a way for us to exist and connect with ourselves at that point. But sometimes we need to get out of that milieu. So we need to ask questions at one time or another to actually get out of that milieu or that situation. So I've had songs as well in the past. The Magic and Mantra of The Greatest Love of All by George Benson in 1977. How this song helped me in the past and thereafter in 2022. It must be 40 years span since 1982 when I was singing to this song and connected with the lyrics deeply, especially the introduction. I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Quote, Later on, other lyrics emerge more when I felt isolated teaching in 2022 and I used it for my farewell speech. So actually, in connecting with ourselves, we try to bring ourselves out of the situation where we are feeling pain or some body sensation that is uncomfortable at the moment. We try to bring out, our, out ourselves from this situation by listening to some music. And those music touch upon a, a memory or some feelings that's connected to the memory in the past where we were the happiest. So sometimes asking ourselves the question, when, what was your happiest memory? And then connecting it with the music at that time. It helps actually to get ourselves out of this situation where we are sad and melancholic and stuck in this uh, personal milieu or the psychological milieu. So another thing that I'd like to discuss is I'm going now to um, to actually linking unconditionally loving yourself to a book by Don Miguel Ruiz called The Four Agreements. This will be discussed a lot as a form of series in the next um, uh, month. And by connecting it to my personal self and my architect self, I could explain a bit more about the four agreements and how it relates to unconditionally loving yourself. The first agreement is be impeccable with your word. The second agreement don't take anything personal or don't take anything personally. The third agreement, don't make assumptions. And the fourth agreement, always do your best. I think in, in an environment where in a working environment, this four agreements would help you a lot to deal with the situation at the office or in dealing with 
people or social interactions because it keeps on referring back to yourself. Keep on thinking about what is right and what to do when you're in a dire situation. So I'll be writing on these things in the next um, week or so, and then in the month follow, uh, following this, you will get more of insights into these four agreements. Um, hopefully, they will help you in thinking about them and resolving the situations that you are in. So that is all for this session, which is an intro- introduction to what I'm going to do and introducing the um, the thing that is something, a very underrated goal in your life, which is the relationship with yourself. Before you get to have a good relationship with others, you need to have a good relationship with yourself. So unconditionally loving yourself, meaning that taking into account all the flaws and imperfections that you have and actually accepting them and forgiving yourself for the previous past mistakes and just learn from them and be present at the moment and not overthink for overthink the future is something that necessary because we're getting more and more challenges as we grow older and as we become uh as we rise in positions or as we become, as we get more responsibilities in our working environment, may we be working for others or self-employed. So therefore, I'd like to conclude the session now and, and give you a preview about what's to come in the next month or so. So hopefully these things will assist with the side to do with the mental health and work-life balance for an architect. So have a great day. Take care.